Welcome to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast created for those on the edge of life, society, and big change. In this space, you'll hear about how you can make small and powerful shifts in your life towards healthier relationships and take brave steps to trust yourself in every aspect of your life. I like to keep it curious, a bit goofy, and down to earth. Welcome. Hello everyone and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers. I'm so glad you're here. It's already over midway through February and I I know I'm saying this in a cliche way, but like I really feel it like it feels like it's been over a year since this year started and it's not bad. Like it's been very very, uh, there's been a lot of motion, I guess, um, movement in different aspects of my life that have made it feel like a lot has happened in a short amount of time. And usually for me, January is like kind of a month that drags by a little bit. And in that, in that sense, it can feel like a long year. (laughs) But in this, in this case for me, it's felt really, um, really beautiful, really, um, powerful. A lot of personal, um, I don't know. Um, let me explain this a little bit differently real quick. Uh, for me, things that I'm learning and walking with come in phases and I'll get bits and pieces of it over time. And then sometimes there's just this one moment or breakthrough, I guess, where things fall into place and start making sense as a whole. It's like I get spokes of a wheel and then all of a sudden the full wheel is there and my mind is just like completely blown. (laughs) And that's kind of how the past couple weeks have felt for me in a way that's been um, really beautiful. But what I want to talk to you all about today is vulnerability. And I know people talk about vulnerability a lot, like as a word, and sometimes I think it gets disconnected from the feeling. (laughs) So I want to talk about like specific things that tend to feel really vulnerable for myself and the clients that I've talked to and my friends. And these three things are asking for what we need, especially in conversation, um, taking ourselves seriously, and sharing what we don't want or like. And I think like some of this has to do with like how we were socialized, not only in our families, but in our larger culture. Um, And then some of it has to do with like our adverse childhood experiences, etc. But I want to talk about this because, (laughs) because I don't know that like people ever move away from feeling uncomfortable in these areas long-term. I think we get used to the discomfort and our capacity to be with the discomfort increases. So we don't shy away from it as much as we grow into it. But, um, I, I wanted to ask the question, if you ever feel like you, you've been like sideways asking for things. And I started to notice this in myself like a year ago where I would like, I would say something and mean something entirely different. It was like there was subtext to the things I was saying. And I'm sure you all know what I mean when I talk about like this comes up a lot in partner relationships where you're just like, um, the dishes are dirty. (laughs) 
And it's like, it's just an observation. There's actually not an ask in there. It's, but like the, the idea is that like the partner then should know that it's then time to do the dishes. And that's like, that's the implied thing. Um, which, you know, if you know someone really well and whatever, it's like, (laughs) this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not super helpful, especially when that kind of, that habit of doing that tends to, to be a part of everything else that we do, where it's like, there's this expectation that someone can read your mind or know what it is you need in every moment when you don't even know what you need in that moment. Um, speaking from personal experience. So I wanted to talk about three simple ways to practice asking for what you need. Um, so I like to do this in my voice memo spaces with my clients, but have them name what it is they're wanting before they message. So it feels kind of awkward at first because this is not the way that we were taught to communicate, but sharing, like, I'm just sharing this to be witnessed or I'm sharing this and would like some advice or I'm um, sharing this and I want encouragement. Being specific, but like that requires, that requires the ability to be with your discomfort of doing that. Um, and it also requires practice. So I came up with three ways to practice asking for what you need. Um, the first one is finding someone safe to practice with. So whether it's a friend or a coach or a therapist who you know is going like is going to hold space for you. So do it in a way like or in a space, practice using this tool or this tactic or whatever in a space that you feel like you know you're not going to be rejected. So you're already going to have a positive experience with it. So asking a friend like, or a coach or a therapist, I'm not looking for feedback. I just want to be heard. Can you hear me out and support me? Or I specifically need encouragement right now with this thing, but I want to speak first. And then I would like encouragement. Like it might feel really uncomfortable to name that, but the beautiful thing is in doing this, what's going to happen is you'll have an experience where you do that and then your need is actually met. And then you get to have the embodied experience of having asked for and received a need, knowing that it's a safe space. And obviously in real life, you know, some people are going to say like, no, or I don't have capacity right now. Maybe we can talk about this later. It's not like everyone has to say yes to us, but the beautiful thing is that you actually... In doing that, you're taking the time to know what you need, Um, which leads me to the next thing, which is uh, practice asking yourself before you start a longer conversation or share, share something like, what am I needing or wanting here? Because getting curious around that gives you so much information and compassion and love or opportunities for compassion and love for yourself in that process. Because oftentimes we share things and don't know what we need. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But it gets confusing when we don't know what we need and we also expect someone else to figure it out. Um, A cleaner way of communicating is knowing or 
asking ourselves that. And then if in the conversation you don't know, you can even say, I don't actually know what I need here. Let's start with you hearing me. (laughs) And then maybe we can move into something else. Um, and then the next one is practice saying to a friend or partner in, in a conversation that you're overwhelmed, tired, distracted, but you know that, that this is important. Can we chat about this in a different context, different time, or a different format? Because a lot of the times there's this idea in self-help of, of rigid boundaries of just saying no, or like, and then nobody explains like <laughs> the different ways of doing that or the options of like what that could look like. But the truth is we love our friends and we love our connections and we don't want to cause harm. So we don't want to just be like, fuck off, I don't care, or just no, I don't want to listen to you right now. We want a path that shows that we care for our friends. And it can be really beautiful to honor that we are exhausted or overwhelmed and still tell our friend, like, this means... I know this is important and I want to give this my full attention. Is it possible for us to talk about this tomorrow or can we schedule a time where we can be fully, where I can be fully present and we can both be fully present so we can talk about this because I know it's important. Like that kind of, that kind of communication shows that you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about the other person and you want to be fully present for what they're saying instead of overgiving and trying to be present when you're overwhelmed and distracted and you can't fully pay attention. It's it's often that like when we come at things sideways instead of directly asking for what we need, we end up causing harm because the expectation on the other person is inhuman that they know what we need, that they understand, that they read our minds, that they are doing for us a job that's actually our responsibility, which is like knowing and naming what we need. And it can be, it can be so simple to step into this practice with these three simple spaces where you're, you're choosing to practice asking, practicing the wording around this kind of thing and, um, practice asking yourself because in that way you're, you're getting used to paying attention to what it is you are trying to get from having a conversation or what it is you are looking for when you go to do something. Getting curious about your own motivations and needs is, is a beautiful way to start healing your relationship with yourself. Because in that process, you're also saying like, this matters, I matter, how I feel matters as much as the other person that I'm in communication with. And that's a really beautiful thing. Um, and then another final thing that I wanted to talk about was is... Um, My friend Eli recently posted this thing about um, taking ourselves seriously. And they were talking about like um, being pretentious and how pretentious art takes itself seriously and how a lot of people find that to be a bad thing. And I was like struck when I listened to this video. I was like, oh my God, it's so vulnerable to take what we do seriously. And like, I know like, there's a movement. Don't take yourself too seriously. And I fucking love that. Like we definitely don't need to take ourselves too seriously all the time. And that can go too far because like who we are, our ideas, what we have to offer, what we pour our heart and souls into, the things that we create, the things we love, that means something. It has deep, serious value to you. 
And it feels really vulnerable because it is, it is you putting your heart out there to say, I believe that what I am and what I have matters, even if someone else doesn't. Whereas if you're just like not taking yourself seriously at all, you're doing this thing where you're kind of putting your stuff out there. You're putting your, the things you care about, your thoughts, your feelings, but you're sort of pushing it off on someone else saying this doesn't matter and waiting for someone else to confirm that it does matter. And it's, it's again, it's sort of the same way. It's sort of sideways asking for something because you are sideways saying like, what do you think? Like, do you approve of me? Can you confirm that you approve of me? And you're saying, like, I don't need to, I don't need it. I don't need to take myself seriously. My thoughts don't matter when they do. And it's not a clean way of communicating. And it's not a clean way of like being because you're sort of pushing your responsibility off <laughs> responsibility, responsibility off on other people. Whereas we do that because owning what we love, owning what we feel, owning what we need is owning who we are. And I talk about this in many different spaces, but I think this is incredibly important. Um, when I first came out of religion, I was like really obsessed with finding, <laughs> finding my identity. And like, I was like, who am I now? You know? And like on that exploit, explorative journey and like, I want to know who I am. Um, expecting to like come to some like wild conclusion that I could land on and be like, this is who I am because I had had that external validation for so long in a system and was like, this is who I am. It's clean. It's cut. It's clear. It's always going to be this. And I mean, it didn't resonate with me, but it was something that didn't change. And which is <laughs> honestly why it's problematic, but it felt secure in that sense. Um, however, it wasn't me. So like in this, in this space of like, I need to find something, I need to find myself, I need to find who I am, find an identity. I had a conversation with my therapist and she was like, well, what do you feel right now? And I was like, mm -hmm, tired, excited, you know, frustrated in some ways. And then she's like, what do you need? And I was like, well, I probably need a nap, <laughs> a glass of water. And then she's like, what, um, what do you want? And I was like, mm, a brownie. <laughs> Keeping it simple. And she was like, that's who you are right now. And I was like, oh, shit. That's why it's vulnerable to share what we want and we, what we need and what we think, because that is who we are in this moment. Like we don't exist in the past and we don't exist in the future. We exist right now. What we desire in this moment, what we need in this moment, what we feel in this moment, in this moment, it's vulnerable to ask for what we need because it is sharing a part of ourselves. It's vulnerable to ask for what we want because it's sharing a part of ourselves. It's vulnerable to say what we feel if we don't like something or someone because that is sharing a part of ourselves. It's that exposure. It's that risk. And the beautiful thing about this is it's not something that you like get and then you're done. It's something that grows with you. The things that you want, the things that you love, 
they change over time. And it's also so much simpler because in finding out who you are, the process is in allowing yourself to be with your own wants, needs, and feelings. Being with that with love, being with yourself with love in these experiences, beginning to advocate for yourself in situations, beginning to express your needs, go after your wants, fulfill your own desires, be with your feelings. That's, that is knowing you. That is finding out who you are. (sighs) Thank you for joining me. This is hugely important to me and has been really powerful in my own life. And I hope that it serves you in yours because it really can be that simple that we just grow in continuing to honor our relationship with ourselves and valuing and taking seriously our own, our own, our own needs, wants, and feelings, because you do matter. You matter as much as anyone else and you deserve to be taken seriously. It's a ha- you, you deserve to take yourself seriously and to value your own needs and wants and feelings because they matter, because you matter. Thanks for listening. Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.